I expected a lot of things to change when I moved into my new department. Going from being a normal FBI agent with a few secrets to being a black cat with official approval to dig into things that go bump in the night, sure, my day-to-day -day life was always going to change a bit. I didn't expect to be sharing my office space with someone from the ranch, though. I didn't expect Delta Green and my day-to-day -day life to intersect so directly. I like Sam well enough, now that I've gotten a better read on him, I think he and I are going to work well together, and I think he'll be a great resource for all the research that comes with both sides of the jobs I do. I just... <sighs> when I started all of this, I wanted to keep Delta Green as separate from my normal life as possible. I didn't tell the team my real name until after Big Sky, and went out of my way to keep my personal life secret. That separation has broken down somewhat since then, which is apparently unusual for Delta Green cells. We know each other's real names, and home addresses, and we hang out outside of work hours. And I don't think that's bad, exactly. It's good to have a connection with people who understand why I'm hypervigilant. It's nice to not have to explain things to a group of people. They just know. But I worry, I always worry, that we are getting too careless that we're painting a target on our backs, drawing attention from entities and organizations that we'd rather avoid. Sam seems like a good person, if a little unusual, but he answers to people I don't know and has motives I don't fully grok yet. And I wonder, in my paranoid way, if he's here to keep an eye on a wild card. You're listening to The Redacted Reports, a Delta Green podcast. When we last left our agents, they were in the office of Professor Nathaniel Wingate Peasley of Dominican University of California in beautiful San Rafael. Professor Peasley had provided them with quite a bit of new information or just reaffirmed some information. And when we last left off, he said, we have a lot to talk about. Well, where do we start? Well, we could start in the beginning. We could start yesterday. We can start sometime in the mid midway spot. It's entirely up to you. There's a lot of information. To borrow a song I grew up on, the beginning is a very good place to start. All right. So my beginning or the beginning of time or the beginning of all of this? Okay, seriously, just tell us the important shit. The smallest thing could be important. Why don't we start with the beginning of your involvement? Alright. Well, I'd come across some information when I was a youth, and I became interested in the lamplighters. Through that, after my initial inquiry with them, things were different. Sorry, who are the lamplighters? A society of like-minded individuals. They want to illuminate our futures. So different how? I... I went from being a young lad in school to being a page at a library. The... Proptic Library? Or... Panoptic Library? Panoptic. We just called it the library. And this was a... It was a building near where you grew up, or...? No, no, this was... It was elsewhere. That's all I can say on that. 
Okay. Not to be mysterious or to obfuscate things or to be obtuse, but it is an obtuse type of answer. The truth is obtuse. I spent some time in the library and then I would come back to my studies. And then I graduated from university and spent some more time in the library. I became a professor and returned again. How long would you spend in the library at a time? Lad, I look good for my age. I was born in 1908. That's impressive. I think so. He stands up, looks around, does a little kick jig, spins around. Ha <laughs> ha! Ooh, that hurt a little bit. Grabs his hip and sits back down in the chair. Lad, lad, back there. What is, what is it that you're reading? Yes, you on the couch. You staring at me with the doe eyes. Doe is in deer eyes. Oh, um, I'm not reading. I failed high school reading. I'm just seeing if we have uh, one of these as a translating from Yithic. Yith, what was it called again? Yithian. Yeah, I'm just seeing if one of these translates to Yithian. Ooh, if you have one of those, I would be very happy and intrigued to see that. Hey, Handler, does one of these translate to Yithian? Go ahead and give me a luck roll. Nope. 86. That would have been too easy. After looking through them, then no, you do not have a book on Yithian translation. Well, worth a shot. My apologies. I sometimes get distracted, especially when it comes to things of the written word. They have a special spot in my heart. I imagine the library was an excellent fit for you. At times. Except when I wanted to leave and I was not allowed to. Did that happen often? I was not necessarily there by choice. I'm a little confused. Before, I thought you said that you were 16 or 17 when you met Neville. I did. And when, when was that again? And this is after World War II. It was in the 40s? That was in um, late 20s, early 30s. I must have misheard. I thought you said it was after World War II. I met him again after World War II. Ah. So how did you first get involved with the library? Did someone contact you, or did you just find yourself there? I woke up one day and I found myself there. Quite simple. Kind of like how some folks wake up and find up in Tijuana. Yeah, so what were you drinking the night before? That night it was a lovely Earl Grey with some uh, Tennessee whiskey. Was it because of your involvement with the lamplighters, or was that not related? That's not something I've thought about in a long time. Well, if the Lamplighter's goal is to illuminate the future, and the Chronicler's goal is to note everything down, it seems they would have something in common. They would. Yes, that puts together a puzzle piece that I have not necessarily thought about. It was right there in front of us. You hadn't thought about why you had been chosen for the library? I'm very smart. Fair enough. I could put together components and missing pieces and compile things. Obviously, I missed something that was right in front of my nose, and I'm a little bit ashamed of myself at the moment in time. Forgive my embarrassment. My cheeks might be a bit rosy right now. I mean, sometimes the most obvious thing is the easiest to miss. Miss the forest for the trees and all that. Mm-hmm. Wait a second. These times you spent in the library, when you came back, had people wondered where you were? I'm sad to say, but my father died in the Great War, and my mother passed shortly thereafter of heartbreak. I had no one, no one that truly cared. So when I returned, things went along as normal. I keep going as normal. 
but the time you spent in the library had also passed back here. In a different way. Okay, yeah, so this is probably one of those stupid things, but might be important. Uh, did it feel like you spent the same amount of time at the library as past when you got back? Like, if you were there for five years, had five years passed here? No, 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 no. And there it is. Okay. That is because we're talking about uh, Lobachenkskin space string-based nonlinear consciousness. Glasses? Translation? Afraid that one's a little bit beyond me. Would you mind translating that for those of us who haven't spent time in the library? There is a concept of hyperbolic geometry, and it's an idea of Euclid's fifth and parallel and uh, postulate forms. Now, with this, Labashenskian geometry does not follow these rules and makes them invalid, and it imagines a timeline along those concepts. So with that, we're able to change those concepts. Well, those with the ability to do so can change those, those points. Does this sound anything like anything I've read? Give me an intelligence roll. I mean, I'm thinking of the book that River took from the green box. Me too. Oh, yes. 24. Yes, there is more of it in there. Some of it was well above your uh, comfort level, but you might want to go back and, you know, reread and kind of get an idea on it. Yeah, see, Rister, this is why I read that book, because cause if I re read it some more, I can understand what this guy is talking about. You really want to have this conversation right now? So it sounds like this is the same library that Neville was talking about, Rowan. Neville and I did spend some times as table mates. Right. Can you tell me about when you first met Neville? They said he was an older man and you were in your 20s. This was after World War One in the 1920s. The first time I met him, he was an older fellow and he is always was an older fellow. But it was after, yes, I would say it would be after the Great War. We had met in a lovely area outside of Los Angeles. I was actually researching some of uh, what is now known as uh, the Chicano migration. And this is what had brought Neville out there? I don't know. Okay. He was just a lovely chap from a area of the world that I have never been to, to that point. So at that point, there was nothing uh, unusual about your interactions with him what are you getting at sir uh, was it how should we describe it? a a mundane relationship or a oh i don't know other than natural were you getting it on that's not what i'm asking him i don't consider those things unnatural seriously dude things to do with the library for example it was a mentor and student type of uh, friendship Oh, is that what they call it these days? Rooster. Rory just gives Rooster a look. I believe they call it Notice Me Senpai. You are shockingly up to date on terminology, actually. <laughs> I surround myself with children that are looking to find out more and learn. I need to do my research to understand the sociological comments and the concept of memes. How am I the one getting yelled at here? I... <laughs> I don't even know what's going on. Okay, fine. Whatever. So you had a relationship with mentor. Got it. Okay. Whatever that means. Yes. No, no, no. I, I want to know if, if it was something to do with spooky, supernatural monster shit. 
None of it is truly supernatural. I mean, it is outside our general realm of understanding, but that doesn't make it supernatural. Supernatural is a thing of superstition and magic and things that cannot be explained. All of this can be easily explained. Well, easy to some. River looks at Booster. See? Sufficiently advanced science is indistinguishable from magic. I just take out my knife and start picking at my fingernail because I have no idea what's going on anymore. Was Neville also a member of the Lamplighters? Yes. Was that how the two of you originally met? Or were you put in contact with each other because of the Lamplighters? Or was it just a chance encounter in as much as those actually exist? Pretty much, yes. We had met in a restaurant, two single men enjoying some of the local fare. Okay, seriously, am I the only one hearing this? You've not had lunch with, with another person? And then found a connection with them and found that they were interesting and continued on that relationship and friendship later? Uh, not after that night. No, I don't usually continue the relationship, but... That might be the difference between you and I. If you passed high school reading, then maybe you would have learned that there are more things just slot A, tab B. I mean, there's also slot C. There's... anyway. Let, let's move on. I've been told, okay, I'm shutting up. No, no, it's good that you point out things that you notice, but what happens between consenting adults is is not really something we need to pry into, right? Dr. Peasley, I did have a question about, do you know why the Chroniclers might be interested in people with different abilities, uh, psychic abilities, if you will? Oh, yes, obviously. They wish to gain more knowledge and more evidence, because although they're, they seem omniscient, they are not. They make a use of others to gain their information. They watch. They watch and they chronicle. Were you aware that Neville had these abilities? No. Oh. Did you encounter a term called Fortean energy? Fortean energy? Yes. Well, yes, that's a, that's actually a common term. It's not one that I'm terribly familiar with. So, I presume that you do not wish the history lesson. Uh, if you can condense it down to a Sparks Notes version. A man around the turn of the 19th century specialized in anomalous phenomena. Um, it was a man named Charles Hoy Fort. He termed Fortian. It was various phenomena. It was things that were outside our normal realm of understanding. Something beyond the boundaries of our modern science. And did the chroniclers generally have an interest in such things? Yes, all the time. Those are the most interesting times in the world. How often do they happen? Oh, more than you would ever wish to imagine. Did the Chroniclers ever seek to stop things? Like, say, catastrophic events or things along that line? Yes. No. Sometimes things are placed in motion. When something is in motion, it is directed at something and, need, and that something needs to stop. If it does not, then the Chroniclers simply write down what has occurred and move on. Occasionally, there will be another one of similar, and they will have learned and tried to send it on once again. So you're saying they'll tr they try and stop Fordian energy things? And if they don't, they just wait for the next one? Yes. What I would recommend for you, which you might find interesting, the tale of Gavrila Precep is, a, is certainly motion. But it's something when the Fortean energies went through it faster and succeeded. Multiple attempts were made to stop his action, 
but yet there he is. That is the most recent one that I remember. I'll probably want to roll history to see if I recognize that. Yes. Sorry, do I have to roll history? It's military history. I assume Drewster would know. I'll give you a plus 20%. History shit. Well, I rolled a 20, but my history is only 10. 22 out of 30. Oh! Ben, do you know the the story of Gavrila Princip and the uh, murder of Archduke Franz Ferdinand? Yeah, 1914, the worst successful assassination in history. Archduke Ferdinand? Well, yeah, but the story's fucking hilarious. He tried to do it, and then I think he got cold feet, and then he tried to do it, and he couldn't get to him, and then he basically went to go get a drink and drink off the fact that he didn't kill the guy, and then... Ferdinand's driver made a wrong turn, went into an alley, got stuck trying to back up. Princip walked out, saw him, and went, Oh, look, there he is. Boom. World War One. You're missing three other impacts in that day, but yes. So a lot of things happened to try to prevent it, and it happened anyway. Yes. Like the one, the bomb that went off that took out the wrong car, the assassin that tried to- Everything. Yes. Yes. So the chroniclers were trying to stop the assassination. Someone was. You know, I'm not sure. But I do know that motion was put in place to prevent that from occurring. But it did occur. And it sounds like maybe someone was trying to make sure it did happen. Well, yeah, the assassins were. I mean, it could be just... This just all this makes me think of is, I don't know, like Doctor Who time travel, fixed point in time crap. But that's just... Science That's fiction. a lovely channel, isn't it? A lovely show. It is. I miss the chap with the very, very long scarf. I haven't watched that one, but yeah. Oh, Tom Baker? He was glorious. I have a lot of the DVDs. I'll loan them to you. Perfect. So here's my question. If someone was trying to stop the assassination, may have been the Chronicler's. Someone may have been trying to make sure it happened other than just the assassins. And you said that they, that the chroniclers try and stop these things every time it happens. No, not every time. And I do not believe that there is some force that was behind the assassins in the Black Hand at the time, other than the Black Hand. We cannot underestimate the power of, of mankind and the power of anger. But if the chroniclers try and stop these things happening, what's coming that they're getting involved now? Generally, they get involved in world-changing events. So the chroniclers were able... They must have some influence. Obviously, you're associated with them. They must have people no, in no, 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 no. I am not associated with them. I have been freed. I know I am... Let's consider me an ex-employee. So how did you manage that? Oh, that's a story. The short story. Some lads showed up, and we were ejected. I found myself in the ruins of the Great Library in the desert, and some lads from the from an expeditionary force took us up and brought me back home. That was the last time that I had spent time in the library. What desert was it? And what year was it? Oh, it was quite some time ago. Great Library? That That's... The one in Alexandria? No, 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 no. That. Huh. Oh. He grabs his heart. Virginia? Uh, 
No. This is still the Panoptic Library, I'm assuming. Yes. This was in uh, 43. They ushered me away from the uh, western coast of Australia. And this is one of the ti- the other times you ran into Neville. Was he on this expedition? No, he was he was ejected as well with me. I had not seen him in some time. I had not seen him at the library at that point. But we had connected. And he knew his way around that, that area. Pill, pill something. Pillmans. Pillmans, Australia. I believe that's it. Pilbara? Yep, yep, that would be correct. You said Neville was ejected the same time as you. Does that mean... To your knowledge, Neville hadn't had any contact with the library after that. I would hope so. That was the last time that I had spoken with him. He was looking good, though, for a man of around 60 or 80. But then again, I look as though that I'm in my 70s, I believe. Some might say 120s is the new 70. Do you think that the library has that sort of effect on people who spend time there? Slowing their aging, perhaps regenerating to a certain extent? It does offer a... Strange benefit, if you will. Did you ever have gaps in your memory? Always. But then again, if I'm spending time there for five years and I come back and only five minutes have passed, I wish that you could understand this, but you are rogue and you cannot. Yeah, what does that term mean? He is a rogue. I'm a rogue, but these aren't? No, no, they are, they are not. What's different about me? Um, You will not be allowed into the library under any means. Is it like a blacklist or has he done something or is there something about him? I don't know. I've not looked at, I've not looked up to that, but obviously can't you see that he's a rogue or is that just not something for you? What distinguishes him? I don't think we've I mean the, the placement of his eyes, his nose, his gait, his gait is slightly off, almost as though it's out of time. That's that's absurd. That's that's racist. I'm sorry, sir. I'm not calling you racist. First, you were saying that I was one of those those um, homosexuals, which I have. I am not. But, and you were saying oh, it's no, unnatural. You are. That's fine. Right. I just thought you were getting it on. No. Good for you. But it is not an unnatural thing. But the way that you move is. But it is not unnatural. It's just a step. Well, maybe an eighth of a step out of time. Judging people by the shapes of their faces and the way they walk. That's. That's wrong. I'm sorry. It's not my choice. I would let you go as long as you wanted to. And it can be a very relaxing place. If you do necessary, do as necessary, then it's, there's no stress. I had an excellent blamange there once. I'm sorry, a what? A blamange. It's, it's a milk custard type of thing. It jiggles. <sighs> Rowan already preemptively has a pen in her hand, turning to look at him. I said nothing. No, you did not. Go on. So if the chroniclers are still looking for people with these abilities, when you were had been in the library, do you know if they had a big influence on the outside world? Could they get someone kidnapped, for example? The chroniclers kidnap someone? Is that something that they would do? Certainly. That's what they did to you, wasn't it? If they need the information, then they will take the information that they need. If they need a page or a scribe, I eventually became a scribe. If they need an object. Or a person with certain lived experiences. Mm-hmm. They would gather them or interview them and take their information as necessary. They have ways of going back and researching again and digging deep into the consciousness. It's a self-revolving quantum anomaly. D- 
Does that mean making copies of the person to keep asking them? I presume that would be a way to do so. You ever see something like that? I have seen a thought form tesseract like that, yes. You know, I understand every word you say, and yet somehow I have no idea what you're saying. My friend is actually referring to a, a homunculus, not a tesseract. Ooh, homunculus. Something that is spit up and then turned into a person. Or a thing. A helper, an assistant, if you will. Except in this case, it was a homunculus that was copies of people. Oh. Well, that would make things interesting. And then you can ask them questions over and over again. But it wouldn't have the, the full information, because it would only have from certain points forward from when it was gathered. Okay, isn't that what I just said? Oh, my God. I mean, it is a straight line in a spherical idea of geometry. You know, all curves are intrinsically straight. Well, duh. Should we ask him about... And River holds up his hand and wiggles his fingers. I put my hand up with my thumb at my nose and wiggle from my fingers back at him. The thing they were looking for. Oh. The handbook, if you will. And he's, he's looking back and forth at everyone. Uh, they called it the enumeration of Chiramon. Oh. Chiramon. Is that the study of hands, like phrenology for heads? I believe so. The study of the, the lines on the hands to tell the future or something. Palmistry, I guess. I looked it up afterwards, once I got access to the internet again. Lines on the hand. But it didn't describe the lines, it described injuries. And size, and glove size. And how people were going to die who hadn't died yet. Well, that certainly sounds like something they would want to be uh, aware of. Yeah, that all that makes sense that they would want that. So it's just a source of knowledge. From what I'm gathering, that's most of what the Chroniclers want, is the sources of knowledge. But they also want to stop these things from happening, apparently. The question is, should we stop the things from happening? Well, if the last time that a Fortean energy event happened, it kicked off World War One and subsequently World War Two. There have been others. That was just that was just the one that seemed to have sent everything into a tizzy. I'm sorry, it, it caused them to be astir, or, um, what's the word? They, they, the place was lit. I know what a tizzy is, sir. My apologies. I, you must forgive me. I deal with 18 to 22-year-olds, and they have an entire language. But I'm, I'm wondering what their ultimate goal is. I, I mean, yes, some people want to gather knowledge for the, just for the sake of, of knowing, but if they're trying to change things... Let me put this to you. Do not try to understand what they are going to do, or why they are doing it. You will wind yourself in a hug-me jacket in a room that is padded. Well, I'm sure they don't use those anymore. You'd be surprised. I was a cop. I've had- I dealt with people in the ER. A lot. I work in the ER, so... I was in the ER a lot. So, if they're trying to stop stuff but we shouldn't try and figure out what they're doing or why, then what are we doing? I think we're going to try to find out what's happening on our own and use our own judgment on whether it needs to be stopped or not. Do you have something that is that is occurring? Or about to occur? Or about to occur, yes. We found evidence that there is a catastrophic event in process and that jibes with what a gentleman asking me a lot of questions said oh. he said very specifically that 
things are in motion that we can stop. But he needed information from me in order to make that happen. Were those his exact words? Those were his exact words, which is why every time you say motion, I twitch a little. He leans back and the chair makes a noise that sounds as though that it has never been relaxed in for nearly an era. That is very interesting. I thought so. Maybe you didn't know, but apparently we've got satellites that can detect 40 and energies. And they're uh, giving alerts from a wide area of the sky, all apparently pointing to the same place. That is very interesting. Science. See what it can do. And the chroniclers got the memo before the scientists did. Well, didn't you just say that really good science just looks like magic? Essentially. And I mean, who's to say that they aren't scientists? They're just scientists who know exactly what to look for that maybe other scientists who have more of a... more of a focus on what would be considered real might not have noticed. You hear a buzz, and he looks at his watch, and his smartwatch vibrates gently. Excuse me, folks. I have to go teach 18-year-olds the basic concepts of microeconomics. One last question real fast. Yes, Columbo. What? It's a television show. Great. Um, any reason why someone who had been stabbed would devolve into, like, a pile of black worms? Having to do with the Chroniclers. I have, I have to teach a class. Maybe we can discuss that at a later date. Yes, of course. Well, we do appreciate your time, Dr. Peasley. Yes. I want to humint on whether he knew the answer. Go ahead and give me a roll for humint. Everybody can go ahead and give me a roll for humint. <gasps> 15. 23 out of 45. Zero two! Wow, you don't even need to check it. Oh, you don't get to check it. I already have. I actually get to check it this time. I got a 98 out of 60. Oof. He is holding something back. You are confident that he's holding something back. You know, I wish I could tell you a greater degree of success or more insight into what he's trying to do on this one, but no, no, he's... That made a tingle in his eye kind of glint. Not in necessarily a good way, but more of a, oh, kind of way. Am I sitting near the door? because that's something Rooster would normally do. Yes. I'm going to kind of shift in my chair, and uh, it just happens to scoot in front of the door a little bit, keeping it closed. Excuse me, sir. Yeah, um, you can be late. 18-year-olds won't mind. If I do not show up within five minutes, they have this game that they play that at six minutes they're allowed to leave. Okay, then tell us quick. Give me a, give me a short version. Blackworms. It sounds as though that you... Um... You encountered someone that is higher than a strange one. Someone that had given themselves over more to the Chroniclers, but not someone that is allowed to go to the library. And what if someone, when shot, instead of a bullet coming out, it was a musket ball? Oh, that's a strange one. It means that they were at the, uh... So, you shot them with a standard round from your... from your firearm? Full metal jacket, yeah. Violet punch. Excellent. So yes, I will tell you all that I need to do, and they could miss the rest of their class. He puts down his bag. No, Dr. Peasley, you have your work that, that you must do, and we need to consider everything that you have said so that we can ask better questions. And Rowan's going to take out the folder that she uses for her 
business card, pull one out, flip it over, write her cell number on the back and hand it to him. Thank you. And don't worry, that what I wasn't trying to threaten you because you're not holding one of us against their will. And I scooch my chair away from the door. The one that was shot that produced a musket, a musket round that came out, they were uncycling. What does that mean, uncycling? Hmm. They were unwinding their strings back to their taken time. So he actually was taken from the 1600s? 1645 or something like that? Or it could have been taken back to the time when they were... Ooh, homunculus time. Thought form tesseract. Hmm. I wonder, would they be considered self-resolving quantum anomalies? I think they would. They would have... They resolved themselves, so... It may have taken him back to the time, back to a time when he was originally taken. So, possibly. But he may be free from the library now. So there's that. Was that what you meant when you were talking about hollow people? People who just have the one Focus. Purpose? Yes, one focus. So those are the strange ones or the homunculi? Hollow people are not. Hollow people might fall underneath your homunculi concept here. This is a new term to me. I'm sorry. I understand the term, but not in this context, but I'm utilizing that. All right. Well, uh, I'm good and brain fucked at the moment, so unless anybody else has anything. I'll look around at the rest of the team to see if they have any last questions. I mean, I have lots of questions, but if Dr. Peasley, you need to get back to work, we understand we can think through things and maybe come back with a list or something. Have you spoken with my son? Uh, I don't believe so. What's his... Uh, Wingate Peasley? Where might we find him? Woodbury University in Burbank. Uh, no, but we will... We can reach out. Anything Anything we should ask him? Uh, you can ask him whatever you like, but he, he knows of these things as well. Now, I apologize. I must be off. Of course. Thank you very much for your time, sir. Thank you. And, um, you can come back. I don't mind talking about these things normally. I just hope that things are okay from this point forward. It's been some time since I've mentioned them. Of course. Stay safe, sir. I certainly will. Fit as a fiddle. Hmm. All right. I'll step out of the office into the hallway. If I were a rich man. As he starts to walk down the, the hallway. So I guess we all head back to the car. You make it back to the car. Car seems to be fine. The student body is moving along the pathways of the university. It's quite busy for this late in the summer, or early summer. I want to actually take a moment to quickly go over the car just to make sure no one's messed with the car before we get into it, just because Rowan is not quite paranoid, but she's edging in that direction. Is it paranoid when they are When they're actually out to get you? (laughs) Yes, it is. No, it's not. It is a life-saving safety endeavor. Terminology? Uh, 42 out of 50. You don't find anything. You're confident that you don't find anything. This is not a looks-clear moment. I was, I was going to say, the way that you said that made me go, did I need a critical success to find something? No, that would have been rude. And I'm known to being rude at times, but no, not in this case. It's just... Fair enough. That was a lot of information. Very interesting. 
I'm going to have to take some time to figure out what a lot of it meant and, and review my notes, which I hope River is better at taking notes than Seth is. So, River, remind me that catastrophic event. Was, was there a time associated with that? No, there wasn't any time stamp. Uh, I mean, just the time when the ranch got it, which may not be when it was originally generated. But So something tells me at some point we're going to end up at that island... Oh, that's pretty much a foregone conclusion at this point. <sighs> I was going to say that all that information, I'm not really sure it's relevant to your immediate problem. That's what I'm wondering. What exactly is the objective here? Are we figuring out and or stopping a catastrophic event? Are we just looking for this lion guy and taking him out? What exactly is the objective? Because the chroniclers, I'm figuring there's too much shit here to try and unpack. Probably. But the chroniclers were and probably are looking for him specifically. And they were using a lot of different methods to do it, up to and including suppressing my own shields. So... Why didn't they just ask us to do it? I get the impression that they don't deal with people if they don't have to. Oh, right. They're control freaks. I mean, I'm an FBI agent. I'm used to control freaks, including within my own organization. With that, you get a text alert on your personal phone. Pull it out and look at it. Coral Lamb arrested in San Francisco. Mission District. Who is the text from? The district attorney. I just, like, sit there staring at the screen for a moment. Glasses? We need to go to San Francisco. Or at least I do. Well, you're all right, so we'll go with you. What's happening in San Francisco? Coral Lamb was just arrested. She's the one who did the plea bargain, right? Yeah. It was involved with Lion. The cult as a whole, Lionel in specific, and she was... Why did they re-arrest her? Huh. Speeding ticket? Who knows? But before we go... What are... Okay, I, I know coinkydinks and shit, I get it, but what's our goal here? I don't want to just be chasing random things that come up. We gotta figure out what are we... Are we asking her questions? Are you gonna interrogate her? What are we doing? The problem with that question, Rooster, is that there are so many... There are so many puzzle pieces strewn all over the top of the table right now, and we don't have the top of the box. You get another text from the DA. Look at it. Coral Lamb was released on her own recognizance, without bail. I'll text back and ask, what was she arrested for? Prostitution and vagrancy. She's living on the streets now. Huh. Another text back. Sorry, I asked them to hold her, but she was released before we could. I'll text back. Not your fault, only so much you can do within the scope of the law sometimes. You said she was picked up in the Mission District? Yep. Do you think that that is where she tends to hang out? There's a few beats before you get a response. Redacted, what are you thinking? And another response. I sent you this so that you would know that she was located. As part of the victims, it is your right to know. But it's my privilege to tell you. I don't need to continue to tell you unless you are in danger. I'll text back. Just want to know where to avoid. Then yes. 
I appreciate you telling me. Let me know if anything else interesting happens, question mark. Okay, have a good day. You too. Why did they arrest her? And why did they let her go? Wait, they let her go? What's going on? She has been released on her own recognizance without bail, which is one of my least favorite terms in the world. For those of us who only speak English? They're treating like her like a rich white guy. Oh shit, how'd she pull that off? I don't know, because she was picked up for prostitution and vagrancy, which means she isn't rich. Connected maybe, but not rich. I mean, maybe she paid someone off, you know? Prostitution. Does she by chance have any of the same psychic abilities that you and Lion had? I don't know. It's possible. She's from the same family line. Or, well, she was part of the cult at least, so it's possible. So do you know where she is now? Uh, somewhere in the Mission District, apparently. Somewhere in the Mission District. It's not as big as you think it is, and people tend to hang out in very specific areas. That's true. Um, what time is it right now? Early afternoon. Are we gonna go harass her and possibly interfere with any case against her because you've got history? There are too many coincidences piling up. And the fact that she was arrested and I was told about it in the midst of all of this, in the midst of looking for the cult leader that she would have known about, that is too coincidental to be coincidence. But if you don't want to come along and be involved with it, I understand. I'll drop you off somewhere. I'm actually thinking something different here. My thought is that if we do go, Rowan, I don't think you should... I don't think she should see you at all, just because of anything that she could say to get something thrown out. I don't want her to claim you harassed her or anything. You could give us questions you want to ask her, but I think if we do go talk to her, I think it should be one of the three of us. Agreed. And you were asking before, what's our objective here? I think it is find out where Lion is and what he's up to. I got this. Look, LT. You and the boys are a whole lot better at digging through shit and asking questions than I am. I do, however, have a particular set of skills that could be very useful in this. Don't worry, River, I'm not gonna shoot her, but surveillance, staying in one place, not being seen, is something I'm very good at. Let me find her, figure out where she's at, where she frequents, you three take care of the investigation, I let you know when I find her. Do we have a picture? Yeah, hang on. And I'll pull up one of the news pictures and hand it over to Rooster. Alright, Coral Lamb. We know anything else about where she might be? Frequents? Um, there's a few places that prostitutes and vagrants tend to hang out in the Mission District. And I'll give him, like, a quick rundown of some of the more common places. Alright, I need to hit the green box, and then I'll head out. Okay, do you want me to drop you off with your vehicle? It's right next to the green box. Helpful, that. Alright, well, I don't know about you guys, but I think it's time for a Starbucks run. Fuck yes. Oh, 
Um, circling back around to a thought that I had before uh, the DA decided to shake my world upside down. Uh, apparently, my new office mate is one of the ranch people. Really? Mm-hmm. You know which one? The ugly. Oh, Mr. Wallach. He's an interesting fellow. I am not entirely sure how well we're going to get on, but I think it's going to be better than I thought it was originally. And he knows about this. Which this? All of the us this. Does he know who we are? Well, right after I officially met him, he drew a green triangle on the whiteboard that we share, wrote a whole bunch of cowboy western names inside of the triangle, and then started writing Rory and River and Rooster and Ruin with an arrow drawn to uh, between River and a very particular name within the triangle. Okay. I think I'd like to meet this fellow. Yeah, sure. I'm sure that can be arranged. We're down in the basement of a federal building. It's fun. Get a budget item for Red String? (laughs) Uh, Not officially, but... He's got a lot of boxes with a lot of information, and he was very surprised that, that I was brought into this particular department so late. He was, I guess there, there's been some discussion about how long it would take for me to get into the black cat side of things. I guess it was the second kidnapping that actually convinced them. This is getting a whole lot bigger than just asking us to go take care of cults and shit. It's always been bigger than that, Rooster. We're cogs in an enormous machine, and we can barely understand the size and scope of all of what's going on. What we see on the ground level is so incredibly tiny compared to what all's going on. I've only started to get a tiny, tiny glimpse of how big it all is, and it's fucking terrifying. So, here's the stupid question. How much does the big picture shit matter for us? I I mean, seriously, like... I get that there's things that are too big for us, and there's a lot of other stuff going on, but if our job is to investigate and disappear or cover up or handle things, do we need to be asking questions into the bigger stuff, or is that just above our pay grade? When you went out into the sandbox with your rifle, do you think it would have been a good idea for you to just pick your own targets? That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, I was given a job. I was given my targets. But I didn't know the entire grand battle strategy for the entire region. Right now, we're asking the big picture stuff from the top brass. I'm just asking, because the bigger we get, the more we know about this stuff, and the more questions we ask, the more dangerous it's going to get for us. Yes, but knowing more things means that we know which direction to not go in. You you are completely right, Rooster. If we were just people who were going off and taking out targets with, you know, a rifle in the desert, then we wouldn't need to know all the big picture stuff, but that wasn't that wasn't who they got. Look at our team. We have we have a scientist, we have an investigator, we have a doctor, and we have a hitter. We have people who ask questions. And we're all here because we experience something unnatural. So our job is to deal with the things at the lower level. But I think in order to do that better, it behooves us to find out as much as we can. 
And I don't think there is anybody who has the big picture. I've talked to these guys at the ranch and they know a lot, but they don't know everything. And what they do know, they hide a lot of it. And I don't know about you guys, but this Rowan, I'm all about tracking this guy down and taking care of it for you. But this catastrophic event, if there's something we can do to stop that or find out more about it, I think that's, I think we need to do it. And I think that the two of them are related. They were looking for Lionel because of these Fordian energies gathering in that island in the Pacific. I think that the two are irrevocably linked. So that being the case, we need to know what we might kick in that island. It's not just a matter of going and taking out a cult leader and whoever might be with him. Something this big, something that could kick off something like World War I, I want to know as much as we can before we go and kick that hornet's nest. I'm just asking the questions. You make the call. Let's get coffee, and then I need to get on this. All right. Coffee first. And then I guess it's time to start the hunt. I'm Tiana Hansen, and I play Rowan. I'm Ben Sislavski, and I play Rooster. I'm Seth Jones, and I play River. I'm Joseph Newman, and I play Rory. I'm Dan Voshkevich, the handler. Our story is based upon the role-playing game Delta Green by Arc Dreams Publishing. Delta Green is created by Dennis Stettweiler, Adam Scott Glancy, and John Scott Tynes. Season 3, Act 3 is an original scenario titled In Time and Space, written by me, Dan Voshkevich, with the help of the rest of the Redacted Reports cast. If you like our story, there are a few ways you can support us. First, you can check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash theredactedreports. Patrons of our podcast will receive early access to episodes, Rowan's written reports to each story, as well as other goodies and opportunities exclusive to our patrons. We offer special thanks to our $20 and up patrons, Stephen Schwartz, Director Arayo, Jonathan Powell, Skelly Lichboy, Tom Padula, M.S. Asnikar, Heather Ney, Jen Obertaz, Jake Blair, Bomb Clancy, Kit Thompson, Danny, Lady Bedivere, Sherrick Manning, Red Dead Coquette, Blardimus, Ginger Fury, Dr. Christian Lehman, and the entity some have called George. If you can't support us directly, that's okay. Please support us by telling people about us. Leave a review wherever you get your podcast and follow us on the usual social media sites. The Redacted Reports is edited and produced by Tiana Hansen and is distributed by Quests and Chaos. If you like what you hear with us, give Quests and Chaos YouTube and Twitch channels a visit. They play Dungeons & Dragons and Call of Cthulhu on a weekly basis. Join us next week, because outside the bounds of reality lurk entities with names unpronounceable by the human tongue, creatures of hunger and rage that would like nothing more than to devour our insignificant universe. And they're coming. (laughs) Ha 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 ha.